Warning. Warning. The following contains language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Live from Del Boca Vista Studios in Natick, Massachusetts. The one in the middle's a masher. You're rude, and he's gay. And all three are from Boston. Three of Boston's best self-medicated sports analysts. I spent a lot of my teenage years on a slow downward spiral experimenting with drugs and alcohol. Bring you... There is absolutely nothing inappropriate about my programming. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a family show, yeah. you piece of shit. Off the wagon. that fire that was fire carl <laughs> fire thank you thank you thank you in the streets of framingham they call him hot carl <laughs> and that's in- indeed exactly why hot carl's heart hot take of the week hot take of the week oh, we- that's a segment that just happened start thinking about it off the wagon sports radio episode 56 i believe it was uh 56 56 on our way to that uh epic one- episode centennial that, that centenario the uh, Off the Wagon Centenario episode. I'll get the Off the Pitch plug out early, so it's rather Centenario. May as well. Um, no kit number this week. We did a strictly Copa America Centenario uh, show. I believe we called it the Copa America Especial. Um, <laughs> you know, we talked all about the tournament. We gave our predictions um, for the two semifinal matches, one of which is tonight. That would be the United States versus Argentina, as well as the final. Carl, I believe, is currently winning. Carl and Pelly are tied for the yes. bracket challenge that we did. Correct. Um tune in for that and um next week hopefully we get into hopefully next week and (laughs) hopefully and hopefully we get into some uh euro cup and do the euro cup how do you say a special in uh french especial (laughs) i think that That sounds portuguese i think that was a gay mexican (laughs) (laughs) we'll 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 look it up for next week that's what french people are (laughs) gay gay mexicans (laughs) But yes, yes, good off-the-pitch episode today, and uh, got the shameless plug out of the way early. Thank you, Pelly. Uh, tune in. It'll be right below this on the Off the Wagon Sports Radio Podcast Network. Beautiful. But yes. Uh, Jesus Christ. It started during the jack. Now I'm hitting the mic. This yeah, is not going to be good. It's going to be a messy show. Copa America Centenario. Argentina, USA. Messy show. Get it. Wrap your fucking heads around Oh, that. <laughs> I just wrapped my head around it. <laughs> Oh, that's, wrap, that's you're going to wrap something else around in about 10 <laughs> seconds. Uh, but just getting introductions out of the way, Carl Badger, our producer. Hello. He's going to hop in whenever we get too drunk and try to save us. <laughs> so in about six and a half minutes. Co-host Jean-Paul Chouinard. <laughs> He's here to uh, to annoy all of you Boston sports, <laughs> sports fans, especially Celtics fans, because it's going to be a basketball-heavy episode today. And your host, myself, Zachary Pelequin. Yep. Just real quick, and this isn't an off-the-pitch thing. Um, the soccer game does start at 9 o'clock. Yep. Um, we have it live here at Del Boca Vista Studios, so we will be tuning in once the game gets kicked off. Um, hopefully, we can try to be as quick as possible so that we ourselves get to watch the game in depth. Um, but if not, uh, the game will be on. Tune into the game as well. Is yes. arguably the most important soccer game in United States soccer history. So check it out and listen to us and 
as it goes on. If anything big and pertinent happens during the game, uh, we will keep you up to date with it. Fox Sports yes, 1. Fox Sports 1. Fox yes. Sports 1. But yes, today we have a couple of different items that we want to get to. Um, again, on... Our apologies haven't been on a consistent schedule the last few weeks. Obviously, it's summertime. People have vacations. People are doing I believe things. this did happen to us last summer a little bit, too. A couple yeah. of times. Yeah. A couple of times, yes. Not as consistent as it's been <laughs> so far. Not but as inconsistent. Yes. But, yes. Uh, yes. Um, but it's summertime, you know, as I'm sure many of our fans understand. A lot of things to do. A lot of people to screw. Um, oh. I, that's a new one. I like that. Just kind of just threw it out there. So Timestamp that one. Yes. <laughs> Timestamp that one. <laughs> what was that from? It was your yes from last. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some Carl new drops. Kill- we got some new drops coming the, into this the week. The good thing, the good thing about us being intro, off for a couple weeks, only doing a show every three months, it seems like, is Carl with nothing better to do in his life <laughs> just goes through every episode and gets us a whole bunch of cool new drops. So that is a big benefit of having an inconsistent summer schedule. I fipped, farted in my pants. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't waste them all now. Yeah, I know. He's, got, he's got a well-rounded uh, group over there of, of, of fun little. I believe buttons. he had to download the app twice that he's got with his, all of his drops because he has so many now. Oh yeah, no, I'm running. I'm running out of space on it. I have to like switch in and out. It's getting <laughs> harder and harder. I have like one full page of all drops from this show. It used to just be like random audio that I found yeah. online, like from TV shows and stuff. Now it's just us, <laughs> which is awesome. Which is better than any oh, yeah. any drops from anywhere else, anyway. Um, but getting back into it, uh, Boston sports, obviously, uh, not much happening in the Bruins world. Patriots have they their, do have their draft Friday night. They do have their draft. We may we may some may squeeze them in at some point. Yep. yep. Uh, the Patriots, obviously, they had their OTAs. Not really too much to talk about there. Gronk decided to show up. He that did was eventually show up. Everyone seems to be healthy except for Michael Williams, who tore his ACL. He'll be out for the year. Uh, but who's he? He yeah, sucks anyways. Exactly. Um, but that was really the only uh, moment of note there. Um, Red Sox, obviously, plenty to talk about there. Um, they are still in contention, well in contention, uh, with the uh, AL East Look like they're going to be a playoff team, but certainly have some warts that we would like to address today. Um, after gushing over them, I think the last time we the first we had to it was the first time we could ever do that on this the show. True. This is true. And then so. the one time we do, we get brought right back down to reality. Oh yeah, and stone straight back to hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, talking a little bit about them and maybe some of the warts that they have and improvements that we would if we were Dave Dombrowski or something like that. So certainly talk about them. As I mentioned, NBA, NBA Finals wrapped up. Certainly a uh, plenty of conversation with, with what happened there. LeBron James! <laughs> oh, my God. That wasn't either of us. <laughs> no, that was... Oh, little, this is going to be a long little, night. Little, little, color, little colored feller. <laughs> Talking about LeBron James. Um, he has, even though the Finals is over, still absolutely dominating airwaves in Boston and beyond. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And the NBA draft. The Boston Celtics, a terrifying... Uh, thought that the draft is now two days away and the Celtics still hold all of their draft picks. So they're just going to create... Sounds like they're pulling a Khaleesi and getting a dragon. A dragon. Oh, God. (laughs) Did you watch? No, I'm I'm two episodes behind. Oh, my God. Two episodes. I saw the Hound. Hurry up. I saw that. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm two episodes behind, so if you're farther behind than me, go screw. But I saw the Hound come back and I saw him pick up an axe at the end of that episode and I have a feeling he's going to go chop a lot of heads off. So I'm pumped for that. (sighs) GOT 
reference. Yes. GOT references. Yes. Yes. Pella, you got to get on this, my man. I know. I haven't. I don't touch series until they're, until like they're all four over. or five years past. Oh, they're four or five. Oh, yeah. No, you're four or five years and you're missing a lot. You got to uh-huh. catch I don't know. Quick. We were talking about Breaking Bad last summer, I think. I, I haven't gotten into Breaking Bad yet. See? I'm Break, you'll though. love Breaking Bad. Yeah. That'll be an obsession for you. Well, I, I do love it. drugs, and I hear that that's what it's based oh, yes. off of. Yes. So. Yes. Should Great. I do as much drugs as they do on the show? Will that work out well for me? You'd be dead in like the first like four episodes. <laughs> I can work with that. I can work with that. <laughs> um, Take a hit of meth every time <laughs> Jesse does. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, that's really where we stand. Uh, I guess we can... Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? You're the host, Pelly. Let's... Let's get the NBA Finals out of the way. Perfect. Jesus Christ. I hate this fucking show. Welcome back. After all your drops and you have to delete some, you don't delete this. This is our intro. Well, this, this sucks. I'm not even going to entertain you with JP's rap of the week. Welcome to the jungle. Dragon Bunner. Oh, I could have... I forgot that I did that the past two or three times, and now I'm like, oh, I haven't come up with a rap yet. So I'll come up with... See, that's why episode. you're actually mad, is because you didn't have a rap right in the back of the head. Um, but we'll start it off with the outside of Boston conversation, and that is the NBA Finals. Obviously, the last time we left off, I think it was the Conference Finals. Um, didn't talk too much about the NBA playoffs, but the way that it eventually shook out... Golden State Warriors going for back-to-back, 73-win season, blah, 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 greatest team in the history of basketball, whatever, against the king, LeBron James himself. LeBron James! <laughs> going to try to bring that title for the first one in, what is it, 50-something years? 52 years, 52 I believe. Years. They figured out it was like 149 sports seasons, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, the new Cleveland is San Diego. San Diego. They've gone through 104 seasons without a championship. Yep. And uh, that was the the big storyline going in. Is that? No, hold on. Sorry. I'm so far off from this, from both cities. But is that, that's just NBA or is that sports titles? 52 years. Excuse me. I hit the mic again. It was Cleveland hasn't won one in 52 years, a title in any sport. That's why the seasons. So they have calendar years. Right. Calendar okay. years and then sports seasons is they got baseball, basketball, and okay. football. So it was 149, I believe. It wasn't quite 150 that they hadn't won. Gotcha. Yeah, and um, that was the big storyline. You know, you had the best play- two best players in the NBA going head to head. Obviously, a huge, monumentous moment for the NBA. Um, Momentous. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, Golden State comes out game one and two. Wipes the floor with with Cleveland. Cleveland takes game three. Golden State takes game four. You're looking at a 3-1 series lead. And then it all changed and went bad for uh, Golden State. Cleveland reels off three straight. Wins the title. First time in NBA history that's happened. First time in NBA history we've ever seen that happen. LeBron James... An unsufferable, an unsufferable douche. That's going to get unsufferable very fucking quickly, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's so I'm many... I'm already on a fucking edge here, okay? 
You guys saw me pre-show. I was humming shit. I was mad. I was yelling at both of you for no reason. I was able to calm down, but that doesn't mean that I've now stepped way off of like the edge. I'm just not toes deep, Carl. 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 We will not have a show ever again because I'm going to smash all the equipment real soon. So let's talk about. Oh come on, Carl! I was giving you an opportunity to dump it again. He wins this title with the Cavaliers. I mean, I don't even really know where to start with with Cleveland. I mean. Cleveland as a city, the Cavs as a team, what does it mean for them? And then I think follow it up, if you could, with LeBron James, and we'll get into his legacy a little bit. With right. what this I'll hold off him. on the legacy. Okay. For the city of Cleveland, it's great. And in all honesty, third-party basketball fan in general, let alone Cleveland fan, um, it is kind of cool that a hometown kid got them the, got them the championship, Agreed. regardless of what happened before. It is very, very cool that the hometown kid brought them the trophy. LeBron played out of his mind. Yep. As much as I don't like him, he played out of his mind. And you got to give him credit for that. He put the team on his back. He set records for, I believe he set records for the entire series points per game. He's um, the, he had a uh, not couple nece- triple doubles at least in this series. Not necessarily for the numbers that he did or the averages that he did, but he was the first player to ever lead a series in points, rebounds, rebounds, and assists. Assists, steals, and I don't think it was blocks. That might have been the only one that he didn't get, but pretty much everything. Yeah. No, yeah, great series by him. And uh, fight back from 3-1 down, put that team on his back, and he isn't one of those players. I mean, for as great as he is, he's not one of those guys with a killer instinct. He likes to pass the ball and get everybody involved, which is a good quality a lot of the time, don't get me wrong. Um, but in the playoffs, and when you are the best player in any sport, you need to take control of the game. And for the first time in his career, he did that with the exception of Kyrie Irving taking the last shot within the minute of uh, Game 7, within the final minute, whatever it was. Um, but I don't think that was necessarily LeBron passing the ball off. I think they realize we've got a offensive to def- defensive matchup here between Kyrie and Steph. And that is our best chance to win. It's I would much rather have that thought process, and LeBron obviously had that thought process as well, that, hey, yeah, I could take the ball and try to take it to the hoop or try to make some hero shot, but we need to win this veteran savvy there and understanding when and when not to take the shot. I think that was very, very smart. Oh, weird. Um, you mean LeBron James actually played like he was on a team? Well, no, he always Good plays like him. he's no. He Good always plays. He always plays like he's on Good the team. It's just him. sometimes he plays too much when the rest of his team sucks. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> that was his problem last year in the finals. Oh, let's get everybody involved. It's like no, you're the only one. You have to score 100 tonight. Um, but honest, I'm very very impressed with how LeBron treated this series. I don't consider him, like you said, a real gritty player. But he showed me a lot of grit that I've never seen in his career before, and yeah. that's always a good thing to see when. In any sport, you're dealing with the best player. That's why they're the best. That's why they should be the best player. The NBA doesn't have too many of them left anymore. Don't get me wrong, um, but good to see. All right, for LeBron James, third title for him. Yep, one of the great athletes. I think. I mean, we can at least at the bare minimum give him that one of the great athletes we've ever seen um, in any sport. Of, in any sport of any time frame. However, the conversation seems to keep oh, here we arising. Here we go. Here we go. LeBron versus Jordan. LeBron 
greatest player of all time. LeBron James. Greatest player of all time. Like conversations like that. And in Boston, the one that I've ke- I keep hearing is LeBron versus Larry Bird. Well, and that's a better comparison. I will same position, same yep. position group. Um, nobody will ever be Jordan, um, it, and he will never be Jordan because Jordan, Kobe couldn't be Jordan because Kobe lost more than Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan is Jordan. Jordan will always be Jordan. We're never going to see another one. You have to accept that. But I will entertain now your conversation of. Uh, LeBron versus Larry. If you want to go first, you can go so first. So you don't put, I guess, before we even get into I don't that. put Larry in the conversation of Jordan. Jordan's, there's... No, well, I'm, I'm going to keep it strictly LeBron. Okay. So you, you're saying it's not even worth talking about yet. No, yet, yet. I'm not saying that at the end of his career, it couldn't be a discussion. Right. I don't even think LeBron is on Kobe's level yet. Wow. Okay. And uh, Bold. And I don't like Kobe, and I think there's a lot of better players that throw the history of the game than Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of crossing generations, that's the one that he should be compared to. Mm-hmm. He never played against Michael. The best, the most successful of his time was Kobe, and he's not Kobe yet. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say, and I'm, I'm making more of a prediction than an opinion, but I think that history will give LeBron that title as someone who's better or the same as Jordan because I think now with kids growing up that are fans of basketball they're seeing especially younger kids that are seven eight whatever they're looking up to him and they're seeing him. Oh, they don't care about Jordan there's 18 so through they don't 22 know, year olds yeah, who don't understand, don't understand yeah. that the NBA right it existed before the year 2000 so yeah but I'm but I'm saying you know with time they're not going to think of Jordan. They're not going to care about Jordan. They'll respect him, I'm sure. They'll learn it's, it's about very, him. But it's very in the same similar way when you hear we don't think about Bill Magic Russell. or Bill Russell or yeah. Larry Bird or um, Kareem. Our go-to, our generation being 27 years old, you're yeah. a year, year younger, Carl, but for argument's sake, we're all the same age. Our go-to is Michael. Our go-to yeah. will always be Michael. LeBron is 10 years younger than us. They're Michael. When I was when I was a kid, I never I never watched Jordan play, or at least I don't remember watching Jordan play. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't a figure in my household, but I knew who he was, and I knew what he did, and I love Space Jam. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, my, Michael Jordan was a, I was never a basketball kid growing up. That's why I'm not necessarily a basketball fan. But Michael Jordan to me, growing up, was the one person. I was a hockey fan growing up and a golf fan. Michael Jordan was a one per. I wasn't even a football fan. Michael Jordan was a one person that I knew that was famous for being a nasty basketball player. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily remember him playing because I didn't watch his games because I wasn't into basketball. Right. But it was Michael Jordan the same way it was John Tiger Al- Woods. The John same Elway. way it was exactly the same way. It's Tom Brady. It's that's what Michael Jordan is to me. Yeah. Right. No, I totally agree. I think. I think in the context of who's the greatest player of all time, and this seems to be the, and, and I guess even taking a further step back than that, not even bringing players into the conversation, there is this insane jump to conclusions that today's sports fan wants to have. That as soon as something happens, there has to be a snap no, reaction. It's NBA fans. Have, yeah, it's I, NBA fans. More often than not, yeah, I, I think so. At least you can admit that one. It's NBA fans. You guys are all delusional. Not even just Celtics fans. The whole. NBA landscape are delusional idiots. Football is getting that bad. 
Well, yeah, footballs. But, but there's this footballs turning that corner too, though. There's this snap reaction that we have to play someone historically. Yeah. After every time something happens, last year Stephen Curry, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest teams of all time, and this is the conversation that you unanimous heard all, all first summer. ever unanimous MVP. Exactly. There just has to be this all time pantheon created every single game that's played. Yeah. And for me, LeBron James. It's so hard for me to. It's so hard for me to accept the conversation and accept the invites, even you know, enter the conversation, just because of the fact that he's thirty-one. He's got another four or five years at this peak. Well, yeah. That how can we sit here and say, "Oh, he's the greatest player of all time"? Well, he's not. And, and, first of all, and second like, of all, we don't know where he ranks because well, it's like, not over yet. My though, my only basketball knowledge is. Being a sports fan, I know about everybody before. My only basketball knowledge paying attention to the game is Kobe. Yeah. He is not Kobe yet. Now, if he goes wins another two, now you can put him in the Kobe talk in my mind. Kobe's the best I've ever seen because I never really watched LeBron. Uh, excuse me, Jordan. So Kobe's the one that I'm going to for the rest of my life compare. Is he as good or better than Kobe? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying LeBron can't get there. He's just not there yet. Was Kobe Kobe when he was 31? You know, his his. I believe he won two championships. Uh, no, maybe one after that. But he went to another one against the Celtics in 07. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he was still competing for three, four, five years after that. And then his career tailed off. That's when he started getting old and the help around him didn't go. Or left, I should say. The one thing that I will say about LeBron, and some people love this argument, some people hate this argument, is who the hell has LeBron played with? In Miami, I had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Kyrie showed me a lot in this series. Mm -hmm. A lot better than I originally anticipated. Kevin Love isn't Kevin Love of the Minnesota Timberwolves where he's the centerpiece of a championship team. He's not going to be on the Cavs next year. So LeBron has done more... With less, would you consider Kyrie? I know the game's different now, but what was a better duo? Would you rather have Kobe and Shaq in two thousand one ish, or LeBron and Kyrie? Not even a question. You know, and you can go the other side to a Golden State. Do you want Steph and Clay Thompson, or do you want Kobe and Shaq? And like I said, I'm using Kobe and Shaq because I wasn't att- paying, I wasn't old enough, and I didn't pay attention to Jordan and Pippen. Not even a question. I think, I think you're talking to two top ten all-time players in the history of the game, or close to top right. ten players on one, in the history of the right, game. Right, on, on one, one team. team. And, and I understand that, but now is LeBron a top ten player of all time? Yes. And I agree with you on that because LeBron just won one without another top ten best player of all time on his team. Right. He did it. Kyrie was good, but it, Kyrie it will never be a top ten player in, in NBA history. So, LeBron so. just did it with something that Kobe always had. Um, and that's what that's why that bumped me up a little bit with LeBron. Yeah, it, I looked at it this way. Coming into this, I had LeBron, even if he didn't win this finals, I would have ranked him probably somewhere towards the back end of the top 10 players of all time. Um, going out of this, however, I put him right outside the top five. I think he's number six Ooh. all time in my mind. I think he passed Bird in this one. Okay. I think there's, there's still five names that I hold a little bit nearer and dearer to my Can heart. Can I guess them? Go for it. In no particular order. Russell? Yep. Jordan? Yep. Magic? Yep. Mm, yes. <laughs> Kareem? Yep. Mm, yes. Oh, no. Those first four were... Re- oh, and Wilt? Yep. 
Oh yeah. Yep. That's my five. And and James is right outside of that. And the reason is for each one of those, Jordan changed the game. I and this was gonna be the next argument that I or not argument, but the next discussion I was to bring up with you with LeBron. Yep. He uh, Jordan changed the game, won six titles, mass media marketing, all of that stuff, all because of Jordan. I don't like it. I, I am not a Jordan fan. I'm a Jordan hater, if there's such a thing. But he did that. Bill Russell has 11 championships in 13 years. Changed the rules of the game. Changed the rules of the game. So did Wilt. So, so did Wilt. Wilt averaged 50 points per game in a full season. <laughs> <laughs> take, that for, take that for whatever you'd like it to be. Magic, for me, was the best player of the best era of basketball. And then Kareem, six titles, six MVPs. It has a, the sky hook, you know, yep. and, and the all-time leading scorer in the history of basketball. So all of them have, they have things that I don't think James has been able to get to yet, which is a defining characteristic that will forever be ingrained into the game. And, now, and we've ta- we've talked about this, and you were the one who, you were the one who taught me this years ago when we met. <laughs> you opened my eyes to something a great player, somebody who changes the game. Yes, and I at first I said, no, you're an idiot. But now, over the years of knowing you, Pelle, you have turned me over to this, and that is the one thing that I will say LeBron has not done, and arguably that's why, I, if I had to put him out of the t- top ten, that would be the major factor to why I put him out of the top ten. Yeah. Is because he hasn't, he's been the best, like you said with Jordan, he hasn't changed the off-the-court persona, if you will, of yeah. the game. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Steph changing the game in a way yeah. that arguably Steph... Yep. Yeah. For right or for wrong, and I'm not saying Steph is in the top 10 because he changed the game or any of that, to change basketball how I grew up knowing it at when I started paying attention. To it, yeah. I think that's going to be more of Steph's doing than it is LeBron's doing. Yeah, and the question I've been throwing out the last few days, the question I've asked, and it's a very finite question, a very fine line, or revolutionary. No, he's evolutionary. Exactly. I, at least to this point, I'm, I'm not championships of 40 years old. How many yeah. well, stud players go. have done that throughout their entire career now in the league? Nobody. That would be a revolution. And that's just one idea. I'm not saying that he's going to do that. Doing this now for another 10 years, that's revolutionary. Yeah. That's something that the game has never... If you look at it, he's still got five good years left. But that's what he said. LeBron, seriously make that five good years into five, six, maybe seven good years. How good he is, what kind of athlete he is, and what he's done for the game, and how great he actually after this. But people keep now around Boston. I've got my opinion on it, but okay. I'll, I'll let you start. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you do. Like I said, I already like I already mentioned. I think LeBron has passed him in an all time. This goes from every year from now on. He, he is going keep... to gain more and more on Larry Bird, and that's not, no fault of Larry's. Larry was white, you know. He can't <laughs> <laughs> white can't jump immediately. Has to step down. Had a beer gut. Yes, mowed his own lawn every day. Blew out his back. Um, you know, he, he had a lot of things that I think Le- LeBron for me is so physically talented and so gifted. That anything Larry did, it took him twice as hard. It was twice as difficult for him to do anything that he Which did. Which is a testament to Larry, right? But in the same breath, you have you don't. Greatness isn't necessarily. Oh well, you're an underdog, so way to go. It's you look at Tom Brady do? and Peyton did Manning. You win exactly. One was a sixth round draft pick. The other one was a first overall pick. Right. You can have your whole greatness argument, but you can't say oh Tom Brady's greater because he was drafted in the 6th round. Right. That's not your argument. It's sure you're you can, it can be records, it can be 
championships. It can be whatever you want. Yep. You can't base it off of where you came from. Exactly. And that's the way I look at it there. So all of that remaining equal, I say LeBron in an all-time context has surpassed Larry, but I say it with this caveat. If you give me a seven-game series with both of these players on top of their game, the best years that they had in their careers, I'm still taking Larry Bird. For the Larry sim- Bird had better teams. He did. Well, at the end of he, the... Larry Bird played with three other Hall of Famers. How many Hall of Famers has LeBron played with? At least one. Oh, well, okay. Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Other playing. than... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Bosh probably won't. Irving could... Could be. Way too early still, to tell. Yeah, still very early in his career. He played with Ray Allen. I mean, tail end of his career. Fair, fair enough. And Ray Allen won a championship with that right. shot in the corner. So consider him the Bill Walton of his teams. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. The, the, I think Bird had the higher end of... You know, to uh, help around to two talents that were, I think... And I'm not... Bird probably made them better, too. I'm not yeah. saying that they made oh, Bird that much better, but... Well, we saw Robert Parrish outside of Boston after, you know, he left, and yep. he wasn't anything to, you know, be, be too amazed with. But if I'm taking one of those players in a seven-game series, at the tops of their game, their absolute best, I'm still taking Larry because of a very simple fact. LeBron James will always have the best numbers regardless. But when push comes to shove, you've got a two-point game or a tie ball game going into the last minute. LeBron James isn't a guarantee to knock down that game-winning shot. And we saw this in this series. He's, he's hit some big shots in his career. I'm not going to take that away from him. But Larry Bird had the ball in his hands how many times when the game was on the line? Every Countless. time. Countless. And how many times did he hit it? Almost every time. guaranteed every time. One of the great shooters in the history of the game. I'm not saying LeBron is even comparable to Larry in a sense that LeBron can do everything better than Larry could. Oh, most definitely. Except shoot, and unfortunately... I don't think Larry could dunk. <laughs> I think I saw one dunk in the history of his career. Was it on an eight-foot rim? <laughs> yeah. He jumped off someone's back. I think Parrish got on his knees. <laughs> that, combined with the fact that he had a winner greatness mentality that when the game's on the line, I will win the game. Everyone else, get out of the way or do what we practiced. And LeBron, for me... He's never really gotten to that level or still hasn't gotten to the level where I'm just going to sit there and say, you know what? It's LeBron time because you LeBron time from what we've seen in his career so far is third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. He goes on a run for 20 points. He's had one game that I think in my memory banks that LeBron James was that guy. And that was that Detroit Pistons when he scored like 20 straight to end the game or whatever yep. it was. 20, 21 straight to end the game to win the game. Right, yep. and that's the only time we've ever saw that version of LeBron that is just going to dominate whoever's in front of him no matter what. Larry did that, I think, way more consistently. And when the game was on the line, it was in his hands. Not like what we saw in Game 7. See, and I've heard this on Felgram Mass, and all the Boston sports fans, and I think LeBron... Is ninety nine point nine 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 percent better than Larry Bird, yeah. and I think if you put the best teammates that LeBron has played with against the best teammates that Larry played with, and you put them in a seven game series, I think LeBron James beats Larry Bird. The one argument that I have not heard from anybody, because Felger Mouse are challenging, I almost called up, I almost called up, and what made me think of this is Kobe was asked once, because he would always get the Michael comparisons, Kobe was asked once, if you play Michael Jordan one-on-one, who wins? And Kobe said, he doesn't stand a chance. 
Then next time Michael got in front of a microphone or whatever it was, they said, hey, Kobe thinks he can beat you one-on-one. And Michael said, yeah, yeah, okay, next question. That's one that I would like to see. I think if you take AAU, LeBron's a product of AAU basketball. Larry wasn't. Larry was a trash talker. LeBron doesn't seem like a trash talker. And we hear the stories about Larry telling the opponents to play out of the huddle and saying, I'm going to pull up at the elbow, I'm going to shoot from right here, and I'm going to drop it in your eye. And all that good jazz. Great shooter and everything. I think if you put Larry Bird in his prime against LeBron James in his prime, I think Larry Bird beats him one-on-one. I think, you, like I said, I think you take the teams, the all-star team, with the exception of the dream team, don't get me wrong here, Pelly, but you get... The all-star team of Larry and his four best surrounding cast players on in the 80s. And the four best players that um, LeBron's had here in the past 10 years. And you put them on in a seven-game series. I think LeBron wins. One-on-one, game to 11, ones and twos. Larry beats him. Larry beats him. And I think that's the only thing that Larry has on him, honestly. Because I don't think Larry would lose that. Yeah. I think I think, and I never saw him play, but like I said, I've heard the stories where he'll just tell you exactly what he's doing, and you can't stop him. LeBron might be the one person ever to live that could stop him, but I think LeBron might block him once, and then Larry's not going to let that happen again. <laughs> not going to let that happen again. And I think LeBron could score on Larry, and I th- I think that'd be an awesome awesome one on one matchup for the ages that. If we could see, I think Larry would pull it out. And like I said, the only other one, and what made me think of that was when Kobe and... And I wonder, if if LeBron said... If somebody asked LeBron, do you think you could beat Larry Bird one-on-one? I wonder if... LeBron would say, yeah, of course, in front of the cameras. I wonder if in his head he thinks that. Where when Kobe was asked, you could tell Kobe was not amused by the question. He was like, oh, I dominate Jordan. And then Jordan, when he got asked a question... You tell like I'm not entertaining this. Like there's no way Kobe's gonna beat me because the competitive attitude between those two, were I'm nobody on this planet can beat me. I think LeBron, mentally, against one of the all-time greats, could be beat. Could be beat. Yeah. And that that's my one one-on-one. Larry can beat him. Other than that, LeBron has him. Sean Kemp's still the best. Sean Kemp. Oh, oh, don't okay. even. Oh, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing We're not doing We're going to be on Sean Kemp for the next 45 minutes if you bring this up. <laughs> I'll just roll the highlight. We're not saying We're not saying his name again. All right. All right. We're not saying Because um, I, it's going to go poorly. I know how this goes. <laughs> I've had lots of... I've, I've had many a long night until 4.35 in the morning, hammered, just getting... The greatest dunker of all time. Oh, my God. Uh, no, but let, let's let's move on from LeBron James and this finals and great for him. I say congratulations. Oh, Jesus Christ, that took us forty two minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, made sense. Congratulations. Oh, Nick Brown says LeBron is one dimensional. That's weird because he had a triple double in every single game <laughs> in the series. Um No, but talking about the NBA draft coming up, I was gonna have Alex Johnson on, but he pissed me off so much with his LeBron James takes that I just couldn't (laughs) I couldn't stand having him on. Uh, Celtics still holding on to the number three, sixteen, twenty three, thirty one, thirty five, forty forty five, and fifty four, I think. Portland's gonna have a great team next year. Portland is that uh N B D L affiliate of Claws. Yeah. Yeah, Um, they're gonna have a real good team next year. But Boston has eight picks. They've got four spots on their active roster, meaning 
of the eight picks that if they were to take all of eight picks, they would have to have four of them not signed to their team, meaning they'd have to play in Europe. Um, well, they or, can go to Portland. No, you can only have 15 players on your squad. Oh, really? For, for, or 15 well, under contract Bring players. in Dragon. Yeah, bring in the Dragon. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, Boston will have to move some of these. Well, fortunately, they will have to move some of these picks. How or when or what deal happens if there's a deal to be had. Really, there's two trains of thoughts here. One, they make a big deal tomorrow. They deal this third overall pick. They create a package. They go get themselves a player who is known. is a known quantity in the NBA. Or they take these picks, and we're looking at a team of young guys, and that's they lose it. <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs next year. Yeah, you have two. The Atlanta Hawks are supposedly worse than you. Yeah, oh. I guess so. One, I guess I'm going to th- toss this your way, and you can throw it back however you want. Which would you rather see? And two, if they take these picks, do you have any players that you want to see in Boston? What do I want to see? Yeah. I honestly want them to take the picks. You do want them to take the picks. I want because you're not getting Butler. You're not getting Cousins. You're not getting Paul George. No. So then now you're left with... This all I talk about now is you either get Okafor or Noel. And then there was the late rumor today for yes. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. You know why I don't want Chris Middleton? Now I know I'm a fringe NBA fan. Because it's Chris Middleton. Because it's Chris Middleton. <laughs> I don't know who Chris Middleton is. I'm a fringe NBA fan. You know, I know all the big names. Yeah. You can sell me on Jamarcus Cousin as a third-party fan. Go, oh, I want to go to the Celtics tonight because I want to go see if Jamarcus Cousins is the real deal. Yep. Who the fuck is Chris Middleton? Chris oh, honestly, honestly. Who's he play for? The Milwaukee Bucks. I'm actually kind of surprised you even knew that. <laughs> I knew that because I saw it seven times today. Oh, the Celtics are talking about Chris Middleton. Well, he scored 18 points. You know how many? Pe- you know how many other people I can name on the Milwaukee Bucks? Andrew, no, Andrew Bogut plays for the Warriors now. I couldn't. Oh, Wiggins. Does Wiggins, Wiggins play for the Bucks? Timberwolves. I couldn't tell you another player who played on the Bucks. The Greek Freak, Giannis Akatsukempo. Who? Yeah. Great. The, the, the Greek Freak. So, so we get Chris Middleton. That's going to work out real well. Don't take. I'm. If you're gonna do, I don't want Noel. He had. I think he's a bum. I think he's always been a bum. Okafor. I can see the talent. He's got to pull his head out of his ass. He's a young kid. Maybe you get Brad to get his head out of his ass and coach him. Mm-hmm. So if that's one, I'm not giving up anything more than a third overall pick for him, though. So now I'm in a spot. You're gonna. I'm trading a pick for crap. I might as well take my odds and see if I hit on somebody. Fair. That That's at the point that I'm at. Well, you said, fringe NBA guy here, and by no means a Celtics fan. I just do this to entertain you, Pelly, because you. I hate the Celtics. You know that. <laughs> but I, I, I'd I make the picks. I'd make the picks. You can't, your second-round picks are useless. If you're going to trade for something, if you're going to trade for a piece, you've got two other first-rounders. Make your pick and trade the other two first-rounders and get... You can get Middlebury, whatever the fuck that dude's name is, for the two first rounders. Realistically, trade, make the third pick, trade your other seven picks of the Bucks for Middlesbrough, and just do it. It, it. You have to give up a third overall pick for a dude that I've never heard of. Think about how bad that is. That's a bad look. That's a bad look. And now you're kind of stuck. And at that point, you, I don't know, you take Buddy Hield or the Dragon. And if they take the dragon, I'm going and buying a dragon jersey like tomorrow. 
Bender. Nick Brown does not like my comments. Nick Brown does not like my comments. Bender. No, no. In, in all honesty, don't get Dragon Bender. That sounds... That sounds... Who was the second pick in LeBron's draft when... Darko Milicic. Yeah, that has Darko Milicic written all over it. That was it. so much. You say, so yeah, much. So, like, do you, do realistically, you, if I'm a Celtics fan, you get Dragon Bender. Like, I will become a Celtics fan just to watch all of you guys be miserable. Dude, do you know what his stat line was last year and where he played? Uh, he played in Israel. Yes. Maka, um, Maka I believe he played... He played four minutes a game. Ten minutes a game. Ten minutes a game averaged, well, I want to say, four points? Two points a game. Two points and a, a board. board. A board. Any assists? He's got to be a steel guy, though. Fraction. Is he good in the clubhouse? <laughs> or, well, this is baseball. Is he good in the locker room? It's got to be. He what size shoe does he have? Enormous. Enormous. Is he white? Yeah, oh, yeah. The Celts tend to do good with white guys. Nah, I still don't want him. <laughs> I still don't want him. 7-1. 7-1. Looks good taking a jump shot. Greg Oden was 7-1. How'd that work out? Mm, good point. Yeah, I... Oh, God. Um, yeah, no, you either take Buddy Heald, uh, who's a Murray from Kentucky. J- Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Um, I wouldn't go the Dunn route out of Providence. You already have that position filled four times. Um, I know you're kind of stuck because I love a big, big center. I'm not going 7-1 Dragon, though. You know, you kind of... The dragon. You kind of hogtied there, but like I said, you, you can't make a pick for you can't trade a pick for somebody that none of your fans know. They're, they're at the point now. Now I'm not a fan, so maybe you, you basketball guys know who this kid is. Well, what, he averages eighteen and eighteen and four and four, something like that. You can find eighteen four and four in a lot of places for not a exactly. third round. For a third overall pick. Exactly. I totally agree with yeah, that. And, and that, that's my whole... And Am I ha- semi-decent? I looked him up a little bit earlier. Am Solid I semi-right on those numbers just about, give or take, 18, maybe 5 and 4, 6 and 4, something like that? Yep. But you can sign that on the free agent market and not wait... I don't know what their cap space is off the top of my head, but not waste a third overall pick. Not waste a third overall pick. I just punch over the jack. No, I, I 100% agree. I don't think they're... They, I don't think... And this is my perspective of it. I think they do need to make the trade. The only the reason I would is, entertain... I'm sorry. The only reason I would entertain Noel and Okafor is because I think this... What what the fuck's the kid's name? Dragon Bender. Middleborough? Middleton. 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 Yeah, that Chris, guy. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. I think that 18, 5, and 4, whatever he is, is his peak. I don't think he's going to be any better than that. At least Noel, particularly Okafor, but Noel, their upside's at least better than that. Even if they're 18, 10, and 3, you're getting rebounds out of them. Yeah. You know? That's that's my thought process on that. If you're going to trade it, trade it for Noel or Okafor. I think you, but don't give up too much more than that third overall pick. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, like you were saying, I don't think we have any shot at being able to pull in any of those top line. Uh, players that have been on the quote-unquote trade market. I think all those teams are pretty happy with what they have unless you blow them away with an offer that, quite honestly, Boston doesn't have the players to do it. They well, don't and have it came the And it came out today to that Ryan GMs don't have... GMs say the Celtics don't have any... And I've been saying this for all year long, and you Celtics fans, Avery Bradley, he's a first-team all-defensive player. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? Is he LeBron James, Kevin Durant, or... I don't know who's it? Russell West. Russell, you know, or, or Steph Curry? Is he one of those four players? Then nobody gives a flying fuck about the All NBA <laughs> first team. Before we move on, Nick Brown says he thinks take Dunn 
with the third pick. Try to finish my thought. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just texted me. I, I don't think... Fuck you, Nick Brown. You're ruining... The- but I don't think they have a shot at getting any of those players. So if you're not realistically going to get any of those players, you have to kind of weigh the situation. And number three, who is going to be better than what you could possibly flip that pick for? And in my... I'm not going to go for it, but that was the old... No, U- I hope UConn not. Center. No, um, Jalil Trade Okafor. the three third rounders for the second round. <laughs> if they were coming out of college this year, would be the number one... Unquestioned number one overall pick in this draft. With three... You make the deal. Now, my issue is, I don't know if the three... I'd give him Avery Bradley in the it, it, real, I would not go any further than the three in, in Avery re- Bradley. Realistically, if, if you're giving me Okafor, because he's the only one now that's reasonable, that I can say, okay, I can move the pick for that. I'm happy with it. I'm not giving up too much more than that. Mm-hmm. I'd say you give up Bradley, the third overall pick, and... To appease them and make them happy, dump all your second rounders this year on them. Because what the fuck is the second round? You can't trade them otherwise. Yeah, you, you can't trade them. They're useless. You have eight picks with four spots. You said so. Now you're just picking just to pick people to say I got drafted in the NBA one day. So that's what I do. The third overall Avery, and don't let them suck you into the other two first round picks. Say take the rest of our seconds. What the fuck are we going to do with them? You know, you deal with it. Yeah. And go that way. <laughs> Valueless players. I I just think when you look at it... If it's it, amazing if, how out of the eight picks, how invaluable that is this year. Seven of them. Seven of them have close well, to no value at all. That third pick is not as valuable as the one and two pick. If they had the one and two pick, a deal would have been made already. Right. And what I think if you look at this draft and what this ultimately tells you is that there are a lot of pieces that Boston have in their hand right now that mean more to them on their team and in their possession than being traded or given away to another team. That's what it comes down to. And I think that's an unfortunate side effect of... And that's asinine. It's, yeah, which is an unfortunate side effect of the fact that you stockpiled so much and unfortunately you did it at a time where nobody... You, you don't have this uh, perfect storm that you had You know, now close to 10 years ago where Kevin Garnett's on the board to be traded for. Ray Allen's out there to be traded for. You know, There's no grouping of players right now or teams that are willing to make those types of deals. It's just you're stuck in a position where you have to almost find diamonds in the rough. And you I have Kevin McHale, Bill right Yolm, give you a gift. Yeah, exactly. So if they take that pick, ultimately I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either you're going to see Bender or Murray, which means they're going to keep that player and they're going to build with that player with the thought process that that's a guy that's going to be a big part of their future that over the next two to four years is going to you know work his way into the lineup and be a big piece of that team for the next 10 years. Or, like Nick said, I think they go with someone like Chris Dunn. And if they go with Chris Dunn specifically, I think that means we're probably going to see a trade within 24 hours after the draft that they're going to go to Philly and, and finalize a deal in one way or another. So, Juan I think- Pally, what kind of beer would you like for the soccer game? Who are they playing? Argentina? Yeah. I think Modelo would be perfect, Modelo. right? Perfect. Sorry, I didn't mean to continue. I'm, I'm having the beer bitch run now. Yeah, <laughs> beer wench. Um, but those are really the only options I see. Buddy Hiles out there. I love him. I think he'd be a great pick and a great fit for Boston. But unfortunately, I think they're, they're already in a mindset of we want a player who has great upside or great potential. And I think... Hild, well, he could be very productive from day one. I don't think they look at him as a guy that long-term is going to be this huge superstar. Um, after that, I think that's really all you're going to be able to see them possibly take at three. The other guy that came up late was Marcus Christ from Washington. If they make that pick, they've totally lost the plot, and I think Ian should probably be gone by the end of next year. Um, 16, 
I mean, Denzel Valentine was a name that I heard Ooh, bouncing around. I quite love a bit. that. Yeah. I love my Michigan State players. That gap in his teeth. Fantastic. Uh, he was one. Henry Ellenson, if he drops, a big guy from Marquette, a uh, big white guy from Marquette. So you cover both if you're able to go get Murray and Ellenson. Get the big white guy and that. 23. A white man shouldn't play sports in the first place. Agreed. How true it is. Unless it's golf. Thon Maker. Thumb maker? Thon. T H O N. Thong maker? Thong maker. Thong maker. 19 years old, 7 foot 1. Time to save that one, both of us thong makering. Oh, that's great. <laughs> He's the one I'm looking at at 23. Only 19. He never went to college. He's a prep school kid. Um, but he's from like Sudan or something like that. Came no, get him out of here. That'd be no. so perfect. He'd be your no. new favorite Celtic. I guarantee it. No, no. Yes, no. yes. No. Realistically, if they're gonna keep the pay, if they're gonna keep the pick, if they're gonna, I want them to take the pick. Well, I'm, I don't I'm want them to trade this I'm not saying. Oh yeah, no. Oh okay. I'll end my Celtics things on this. 16-23, You do whatever you do. You pick the best player available on the yeah. board. You have to. At three, if you don't get Okafor. You take the pick, and you take either Hild or Murray, whichever one you like better. I don't know enough about... I prefer Hild, but that's because I saw him a lot in the tournament. Yep. Heard a lot about him during the year. I don't know too much about this Jamal Murray kid, but if he's a better basketball player, by all means, take him. Other than that, fucking take Dragon and fly, baby. Fly. <laughs> yeah, lastly, I'll say for Danny Ainge, I think for anyone who is a Celtics fan... The way that he's drafted recently has gone this way. He has multiple picks, which has happened each of the last like five years. 17 years. Yeah. Every year. He's, he's like the new Bill Belichick. He has picks coming out of his friggin' ears. Three, he will go with the best talent he can find. 16, he will go with, again, the best talent on the board. 23, he'll take a risk. And everything in the second round will be guys that are either one of two classes. Ball boys. For, for, <laughs> or janitors. <laughs> Foreign players that he can put over in Europe or guys who have skill but weren't given the respect that they should because they're probably seniors. So nobody nobody likes seniors anymore because if you played four years in college, that's a, a strike against you. There'll be guys who are like that. Karis Levert from... Well, most college Michigan. degrees get you a janitorial job anyway, so I can yeah. see that. I can yeah. see that happening as so a senior. Similar to what he's done with Jordan Mickey, Leon Poe, etc. Something like that. Leon. Leon. I do love myself some Leon. Only tore his ACLs like seven times each. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Good for him. He's got a ring. Um, but that's what I see happening with the draft. I think there's uh, obviously a little bit more to be said about who's on the board at what time, but ultimately I think that's kind of what you're looking at. I, I just hope there's a trade. That I, to end the Celtics talk altogether, we talked, we've talked about this a few times where... Unfortunately. The Celtics... Too many times. A few where, times is too many times. Where, where do they stand? Where did we see them being? Year one of the Brad Stevens era, which was now three years ago... We knew they were going to suck. Okay. They were sucking to be the number one worst team in the, in the league. And, and they ended up at number six. <laughs> <laughs> the second year, we were thinking the same thing. They ended up making the back end of the playoffs. And that did not work out well for you at all. No. No, as uh, that was not great. But they were ahead of schedule, which I think made year three look like that season. Like, oh, they're going to break through. This was the year they were supposed to finally get into the playoffs. They were back they were, on schedule. They were a fifth seed. Next year... In oh, my opinion, <laughs> no. In my opinion, they need to make the Eastern Conference Finals in order. They to need be, to make the Eastern Conference Finals in order to be. Where I'm done with this topic because I'm going to get real mad. Why? I'm going to get real. What do you want them to do? You think they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals next year? If we'll they, talk. We'll, we'll save this for the next show. I cannot discuss this. There's no chance in hell. 
I will. I will. I will shove. I will shove a firework mortar container <laughs> with every firework in it straight up my asshole and let you light them if they make the Eastern Commerce Finals next year. There is no chance in hell that happens. Mark it down, Carl. No chance in hell. We will discuss. I'm not this next saying week. they will. I'm, I'm just, done with this. You just ruined it for me. I was having a good Celtics out of you. <laughs> you were being reasonable. Now all of a sudden we're going to the Eastern Conference. Let me guess. I never take Cleveland. They were. They're going to take Cleveland to I six never games. Said they were, but I said oh if they God. want to be where they're supposed to be, and I'm saying that in a sense that I'm being that Celtics fan that you always bitch about. Yeah. That yeah. I'm, no, no, no. Shh, shh. I'm being that Celtics fan that is holding their feet to the fire that they need to make that next step. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I never said that. I said that they need to take that next step and be the number two team in the East behind Cleveland if they're going in the right direction. Timestamp. I will figure out a way to shit in my own mouth if the Celtics make (laughs) the Eastern Conference Final next year. Hey. One hour, one minute. I don't know how many seconds, but it's right in there. Nick Brown agrees. Not will, but they need to. (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. Gracias. All right, NHL, Stanley Cup Finals. We have a new champion, Pittsburgh Pirates. Penguins. Penguins. Uh, they beat out Joe Thornton. Yep. Well, Phil, Kils- Phil Kessel got his ring. Yeah. Real quick. I'm just never going to wear headphones during this show ever again. Carl does this gay stupid dance too. In the intro, the gay one, that's Carl. Carl, then you have semen in your beard. <laughs> Definitely has semen in the beard. Um, it's actually icing. one one minute. I'm gonna give you one minute. One Go, minute. Say what you gotta say. Pittsburgh wins the cup. What does it mean to Boston? What does it mean? Um, it means real quick. I'll get in the Boston thing real quick. I get one minute. Good for Sid the Kid. He is, he's in the he's a LeBron of hockey. In all honesty, he came out when he was 16 years old. He should have won more, but he's been a prima donna the past couple years. Good for him. They got another one. Good for Phil Kessel. Thank God Joe Thornton didn't win it. He's a fucking fag bag. Um, Bruins wise though, in all honesty, draft comes up on Friday. Hopefully, we trade our other picks because they've proven they can't draft worth shit. Sounds strangely familiar. Um, and look for the Bruins shit to keep getting worse because the, the, the Shattenkirk thing has come up again. Yep. Um, there's another one or two names out there I'm blanking off of that I heard today. Um, the Bruins have nobody worth anything. Um, people know they can't draft, so their picks are worth nothing. Uh, expect the Bruins shit stream to get a little bit, okay, a lot a bit deeper in the next 72 to hours to a week. I fipped, farted in my pants. Oh, oh, no, no. This is pure, pure diary. This is dipping. We are dipping. <laughs> Dip, dipping. Diarrhea in pants. Ah, uh, gotta love it. Dipped. I don't know how, how many other... So you can cut this up. How many more, uh, like, verbs you need? Dip. Dipper. He's a dipper. He's a dipper. He diarrheas in his pants. Er. He's dipping. Diarrheaing. Diarrheaing in his pants. <laughs> Diarrheaing. Yes, diarrheaing. Um All right, perfect. I, I don't need any. The loop that. of poop. The loop of oh, poop. Oh. Red Sox. God damn it, Carl. Jesus Surprisingly, I want you to turn this to like sweet. Did you shut me off? 
Because I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this crap song. This song is crap. Sweet Caroline's a shit song too. Pull that one in once. Just surprise me. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll like it for four seconds. Now you gotta do that run song. I just can't wait till Pablo Sandoval comes back next year and his walk-up song for Rip Bad is Panda, 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 Panda. Oh, Mike, I'm, I'm going to light that place on fire once that happens. I'm going to blow it straight to hell. Uh, Rusne, I, I will start I was there. at the game. I was at the game on Thursday night. Oh, I was on the game. For, I was at the game Friday night. Oh, really? Yep, I saw Rusne. Um, he did not play as well as the last time I saw him last year. <laughs> last year, first time I saw him, 3-4 for four with a home run. I believe he had a single and double in that game, too. Four or five RBIs. Probably the best game he will ever have in his career. Um, didn't toot too no. much the other day. I believe he struck out twice. Um, he had a didn't mean, 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 mean pop up to first base. Good, yeah, yeah, 70, I know. seventy million solid contact, up. solid contact right off the top of the bat. He's uh went on irrevocable waivers, came back, and now he's a AAA ball player for seventy million or seventy million. Ah, uh, yes, but you years. do not. We're not going to make this conversation yet. But you do not have Yon Mankata without Rusin Castillo. Really. Didn't, I, I'd never heard that. Connection. They were a package deal. They were a package deal. They have the same agent. Same agent, okay. They have the same agent, and with the Latin American players, they don't have to get into the draft. The agents will try to package players together with you. Um, you don't get... Yon Makata back at the time was not that big of a prospect person. Big name, but not that big of a prospect. And um, the agent said, hey, look, they're friends. They're going to go to the same place together. If you're going to be the one to pay him, great. If you're not going to be the one to pay him, great. So you're paying $72 million for Rusney, but you have to say, hey, you know what? We have to eat the money on that because we've got one of the top five prospects in baseball off of that. So that's you got to eat it a little bit. That's, you that's eat good a little to, bit. I honestly had no idea. Yeah, so no, they, they were a package that, deal. That's good to know. There are no package deals. Technically, they're yeah, a package deal. Just like a there's wink and no nod. tampering in the NFL. There's no package deals in Major League Baseball. Yeah. They're a package deal. Same agent brought them over at the same time. All right, cool. Good to know. I guess that, that makes me feel a little bit better about yep. the situation. Obviously, Moncada still has to make it to the Major League Club and actually do something. Um, on top of that, Sox cooled down. Still, I believe, over the last... How's Buckles pitching tonight? Uh, actually, I think... Ooh, are we even Copa American time, by the way? Yes. Yeah. What yeah, uh, yeah. what minute is? I can't say TV. Thirty six. Thirty seconds into it. Oh, okay. Golden. Yeah. Golden. But we're gonna we'll try to wrap this up pretty quick here. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly hitting a little bit of a scuffle over the last couple of weeks since we last talked. A um, lot of rumors that they want to try to make a deal for a pitcher, try to bolster this this starting staff. The bullpen looks a little questionable. Still seems to be the same recurring conversation that we've had time and time again over the last two years. This team needs more pitching. Can they get that pitching this year, or are we just beating a dead horse? You have to make the decision. Are you going to get rid of Benatendi and Mikata and get yourself a Jose Hernandez, or are you going to have a, the worst rotation in the American League? Take your pick. If you And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm yeah. just saying you keep the prospects. They better be fucking good. Yeah. They better be all-star caliber players for their career, which people say they... May very they well they be, may yeah. very well be. I'm of the mindset that you always trade the prospect because you never know what can happen to the prospect. You take your guaranteed thing. Yes. Personally, I would trade both of them. Both of them. Get your guaranteed. Well, the price has already gone down on Fernandez from what I'm hearing. Now it's Well, because the elbow is gone. He's already had his Tommy John. He hasn't had that great of a year, all things considered. He's still only 22, 23 years old. 
chances are before he's 30, that elbow's going to give away again. You're going to lose a year on him. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'd rather take my surefire major league player, or in any sport for that matter, I'd... When it comes to Celtics trading, I'd rather take my surefire NBA player than take a gamble on a draft pick. Same thing with prospects in baseball. I'll give you the farm for the one sure thing. Yeah. You can disagree with me if you... No, and, I, and I, egg I, on my I, face. Egg on my face if we trade him and Fernando... Or, uh, well, for, yeah. Hanley Ramirez all over again. Right, right. So, I, I mean, I have but no Hanley Ramirez, that Hanley move, Ramirez but. won you a World Series, and that's what people forget. Hanley Ramirez turned out to be this great player. And I know he's having a terrible year. We don't have to get into that. But he's still one of the most dangerous hitters in all Major League Baseball, regardless of his numbers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he first came up and he was a stud, like, oh, wow, look, we gave that up. You got Josh Beckett, Josh Beckett which won your World Series at the time. And I know that didn't work out over the long run either. Well, but you have to make your pick. The U.S. have given up their first goal of the game is to Ezekiel Lavesi in Ooh, Argentina. Oh, that's right. Lavesi's on. He's also on that team. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, over under real quick. Uh, 6-1 now. I don't think there's going to be a goal. I, I told you they were going to give up one early. I think they're going to... I think Argentina's going to... And, and they'll call off the dogs after four goals, but they're going to have 98% possession for the game. Uh, at the current pace, they may have 100% possession. <laughs> Kyle Beckerman couldn't clear it. Goes right over the top. Eh, might have been offsides. But, um, but yes... No, I, I'd make the trade. I'd make the trade. They need to if they want to have any shot at winning anything this year. They have to go get another arm. That's what it comes. If out you're to. not going to trade, if you're not going to trade Mankata, then you got to look at Pedroia because Mankata's Pedroia's yes. heir apparent. Yep. So you have to pick. You either have no rota- you have no rotation, which you don't have, and you take your odds at that. You get your fans mad at you for trading Pedroia, and you bring up Mankata and let him be the guy for the next fifteen years, or you trade Mankata and get your rotation that way. Take your pick. And you only have a second base on the next two, three years before Pedroia really starts. He's already broken down before he really starts breaking down and can't play anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's something that I don't know what the right answer at. is. Right. It's, I don't know what the tough. right answer it's is. It's tough. I just, the only thing that I look at and can say for certain, there are two players that I refuse to trade at this point. Bogarts. One of which is Bogarts, and the other one is Betts. No. Uh, I'd trade Betts. I wouldn't trade Eddie. Rodriguez? Yeah. Ugh. I wouldn't trade the him. The way he's looked since he's come back. Ah, come on. The kid's 21 years old. I look, how do I look? 23. 20, okay, how did I look after hangovers when I was 23? <laughs> Great. Surprisingly, oh, uh, yeah, probably a lot better than I do now. <laughs> but I, it, it's the same story. Same, beating, beating a dead horse. I think it's... Uh, this is what Dave Dombrowski was paid to do. Come in here, make the decisions, and he, make and something he, happen. Yeah, and, he, and he's... He, I'm not worried about it. He's going to make a movie, and he's not afraid to make the difficult decision. And I trust that he will, and I may agree with it, I may not agree with it, and I think we're all going to be on that page regardless of who's moved. Um, but he's he's aggressive, he will go get who he wants. Um, and just for the current play, that offense is not as good as it was. And I'm that offense played out of their ass. Jackie Bradley Jr., beer wench is here. Um, but you, know that, you knew that offense was going to come down. Yep. Hopefully can be that stopper, but other than that, in the rotation, like you said, you don't have too much else. He's coming around. I like what I've seen. If you can put some level of trust into Porcello, has been better than I thought he was going to be, but he's I still don't. I was on a fourth pitcher. Good, <laughs> well spent. Well I'd spent. rather I'd rather spend seventy two million dollars on or the what do you call it, the AAA World Series Call than, the Cup. Uh, yeah, the Call the Cup. Oh, thank you. You asked for Modelo's. We got Modelo's. 
This episode of Off the Wagon sponsored by Modelo Especial. Thank you, Margaret. Carl, would you like an, a, a Modelo? Si. Yo necesito cerveza ador. I was going to go to Carl next. I can give it to Carl. Okay. Anywho. Gracias. Yeah, no, but Marge and I went to the game the other night. Fenway Park is actually looking beautiful. They it, definitely, it really is. They We were up sitting in uh, the pavilion box. Actually, we need to do this one night. Row E has those bar, has like the bar top in front of you. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, honestly, the best seats I've ever been at for a Sox game. And that was, that was on the... There was a pavilion box level. I believe we were in section seven, row E. That's where. Well, that was around where Steve and I were for the um, um, for the curling, yeah, or hurling, the whatever. hurling, right, yeah, hurling. right. Oh the, um, oh, the curling. Yeah, no, no, but but we were right across. It's awesome, from, isn't it? We were right across from the Green Monster. Great place to watch a ball game. Lucked out. Usually those tickets, I believe, are like one hundred eighteen bucks. Um, lucked out because it was a Thursday night and the socks suck. Have so you ever gone up to the I got box for with me before? I've been up to the box with you. I was a little drunk during that experience. And you only brought me up because all of your bosses and everybody had already left. And all so. the beer was gone. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a beer? <coughs> <coughs> Dying over here. Um, I don't know if I got a beer or not. But yeah, no, no. That section we were in, great spot. Also, did you notice that the Budweiser roof deck... Is now open until one o'clock in the morning, even after games. If you have a ticket, really? if you have a ticket to the game, you're allowed to go up there. They had a country band down there the other day. We had a great time. Um, no, they, they. I hate Red Sox ownership because of what they put on the field. Um, but the field itself, the improvements the that building. they made, the building itself was is immaculate right now. Like I said, that right field roof deck was real cool. They shut off the lights at around eleven eleven thirty. The ground screws out mowing the lights. Not awe-inspiring to, like, it's not, like, that crazy. But it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Look, they're still out there. Yeah. There's only the certain floodlights in the stadium. It's a way you see the ballpark in a way that you've never seen it before. Yeah. And I'm, I'm into that when it comes to family. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, just to touch on that subject of the ownership and the, you know, the issues between the building and what they put on the field. Is it me or does it feel like a lot of their priorities go towards, like, the concerts now? Like, I feel, in a, you know, in a while... A lot of people are going to be looking their shitty soccer team in Europe. They're going to be looking are going to be looking at Fenway as more of like you know the big brother house of blues on Lansdowne, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I mean they they come from an entertainment well, that, marketing That's why background. I hate them. But I mean it looks good. But it was good for a ball game. I've never gone there for a concert, but I want to. I went for Petty. It was real cool. We thought we had great box seats up in the 400 Club. Petty was all the way on center field. I didn't see Petty. I got absolutely hammered for about $700. And the acoustics in Fenway are surprisingly terrible. <laughs> really? <laughs> Never would have guessed. So I, But I had a blast. I had an absolute blast, let me tell you. <laughs> um, all right. No, no, it's a good time for a concert. You just got to be in the right spot. Perfect. Last uh, item of the night, the U.S. Open. Where's your music for that, Carl? We only have the master song. No, we're not playing the master song. It's the U.S. Pitch. Here's a drive to right back and go. I'm going to slit Margaret's throat tonight. Oh my fucking god! I'm going to kill all of you. I'm going to slit all of your throats, and then I'm going to I'm going to stick my little weenie in all of your dead mouths, and like it. And that's all I have to say about that. Damn right, that's all I have to say about that, Forrest. You got it. Big win. First <laughs> first major victory for Dustin Johnson. 
I'm back on the bit. I'm That's back it. on the Dustin Johnson bandwagon. No, in all honesty, we didn't. I really wanted to do the show last week just because of the U.S. Open. We've been doing good about doing all the golf previews. Um, I honestly thought Phil was going to win it. Um, I was clearly wrong about that. Yeah, thanks for that. I know you had Spieth, and I'll wrap it up with this question. I gave you a little bit of time to think about it before Did, by giving the question before the show. Um, but Spieth, Spieth will not win a major this year. Will not win a major this year. I can tell you that much right now. No chance. Um, Dustin Johnson, he was starting to become a choker with me. And the one thing I hate in golf is chokers with excuses. And he seems to always have the excuse along with the choke. Similar to Phil Mickelson. So, now I can refer him because he won. The big story of the... Well, before I say that. Every time there's been a major at Oakmont, whether the PGA or the U.S. Open, it's been a first-time winner. Really? So next time it comes back, bet on your first-time winners, people. Um, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, well, hopefully he wins one before then. Um, but the big thing with me and the whole takeaway from the weekend is Sunday, Dustin Johnson on the fifth green has a putt, uphill putt, um, goes, takes a couple practice swings. Before he addresses the ball, the ball moves. Stops play. He does exactly what protocol tells you to do in that situation. Pick your club off the ground. Take two steps back from the golf ball. Call an official over. Say, ball. I went. The The ball moved. The official asked, did you cause the ball to move? All right. Dustin Johnson said, no. What was your routine here? I went up. I did my usual routine. As I was going to address the golf ball, the ball started rolling back, and I pulled away. And the official said, play the ball as it lies, which is what the official should have done. All of a sudden, the 12th hole, the other official comes out, a different official, and says, oh, you, we might dock you for a penalty on that from the 5th hole. Credit to Dustin Johnson, because he's been the type of guy that caves in those situations. Yep. In 2010, at Pebble Beach, when he had the three-shot lead in the final round, he called a very, very, very similar situation on himself. On the third hole, he had a ball in the rough. He won to dress the ball. The ball rolled on the rough. Back towards the club. Never touched it. Called an official over. He said, I grounded my club. I believe me grounding the club is what caused the golf ball to move. I'm going to incur the penalty. He went on to go, go to he went on to shoot 80 in that round and lost the golf tournament by a landslide. So Dustin Johnson isn't somebody who's trying to cheat the rules or anything. Right. When he had a three-shot lead in a U.S. Open early in the round, he called... A penalty on himself. The official comes up and he says, I did not cause the ball to move. Okay, play the ball as it lies, knocks in the hole, comes back seven holes later and says, and they say, we may because we're at 15 miles an hour wins on greens that have been triple cut, triple roll. And in all honesty, I'm a golfer. You know how many times, not just myself, where you go and you oh ground God. your club and you ground your club and the ball of a millimeter. And you can kind of see it, but you keep your mouth shut because it didn't roll. You ground your club. Honest, honest to God players. That's what they do. They know it's a gentleman's game. After I won by three, I would have put up a fight after that. I would have said I did not move the golf ball. I did not. Not only that's what I would have said. But, I mean, at that point, I guess he just said, yeah, fine, give me the putt. Not great for Dustin. I was very excited for him. He's one of my favorites out there currently, and I think... For him to finally put this one behind him is kind of like they did last year at the PGA, where you kind of say, "Okay, good, you know, yep. good." Now, now you can really start to judge him. Now that that um, 
Monkey's off the back. Yep. What can he do now? He says, and he's been a choke artist. He's yeah, been a choke he has. artist. He has. I, mean, I, can, was, I can keep last year's PGA. Last, that, that last, year, the, last year's U.S. Open, three putt from 12 Open, feet. Um, what, I believe it was 2011, 2012. Uh, the PGA at Whistling Straits, he grounds his club in a bunker on the last hole. Two-stroke penalty. He won by one. Two-stroke penalty. Doesn't even get in the playoff. Um, like I said, 2010 U.S. Open. Ball rolls, calls a penalty on himself. Honest play, my man, but don't let the ball move. Um, choke artist. And, hey, he didn't choke, and you were talking about it before. You think that everybody else lost and around him. I think that he won it. I think that he knew. I think that he knew, hey, all these guys are going to choke. I just got to play my game. Mm-hmm. And what do I always I, – when we talk about golf, there are four majors. The Masters, I always say, is an approach tournament. Whoever has the best approach shots wins. The U.S. Open is a driver's tournament. Under that pressure on Sunday, pipe work. Pipe work. Pipe work. Those are playing it. In anybody's lives, you pick any other person, you take all other six billion people on the planet, as he did all day long off the tee on Sunday, and his wedges weren't looking good. All the, the whole front on 16 or 7, 16, that par 3, he made a 10-footer for par. 18 to finish it was pretty big, too. Yep, three feet. 16, he had that tough up and down. He went after the pin, lost it right. Got to give credit to Dustin Johnson to turn into Phil Mickelson for me. Yeah. But it was getting to the point where I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Now that he's won one, okay, let's go, DJ. Let's go, DJ. Go blow a couple. Pour a potty. Get yourself all set. Keep mashing drives 360 down the middle of the fairway. Bang. Myself. All right, perfect. I think that wraps it up. Next major, the British Open. We oh, will okay. get in on that. We will. Beginning of July? Beginning of July, yep. I will say real quick, I will, and I, I brought this up to you before, if you want to hold it and give yourself oh, a week shot, the question is, and I saw this on the in, um, Jason Day or, and Rory McIlroy ever win a major again. Pelly, if you want to discuss now, you can. If not, if you want to throw this to the Twitter, if you want to rebut now, I don't think those three will ever win another major again. Combined. You're into that in the coming weeks. Yep. But yes, that wraps it up for us. Uh, again, gonna be, um, and then uh, moving forward, hopefully uh, weekly going forward. So W Sports Radio almost did it again. Um, hopefully, like I said, back next week. Thanks.